This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. This week, the Seattle Medium newspaper has issued its endorsements for the upcoming general election. The complete list of endorsements of the Seattle Medium's editorial board can be found in this week's Seattle Medium and online at seattlemedium.com. However, this morning, we'll have a conversation with Joy Hollingsworth, candidate for Seattle City Council for District 3, who received the endorsement of the Seattle Medium newspaper. Good morning, Joy, and welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Chris. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Joy, let's just jump into it, and um, let's start off by talking a little bit about why you are running for Seattle City Council. Yeah, you know, I'm running for City Council. Look, I've, I've grown up in the district for 39 years. I've seen how City Council and the policy has impacted our community and a lot of those people that have fallen through the gaps. And I'm running for four reasons, public safety, response to homelessness, housing affordability, and uh, making sure that our youth are taken care of with our infrastructure and investments. Right. And let's talk a little bit about housing because that has uh, been a major issue in Seattle for some time now, especially as it relates to members of the African-American community as they've been getting pushed out of the city and very few currently have the opportunity to return as homeowners. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I live in the house uh, my grandmother bought in 1947, and we turned it into a triplex uh, back in 2001 when people were being gentrified out of our district so she could be able to age in place. A lot of people weren't able to do that. There was the technical assistance. It was the funding. Um, there was a lot of barriers for people to be able to turn their houses, you know, into, uh, you know, able to keep their homes. Um, and so when I'm door knocking and I'm finding pockets of our people in a lot of these neighborhoods you know there's like three four generations that live in that house and they are trying to hold on and they're you know asking hey how can we keep this house how can we get some assistance and so uh, at the city level there are a number of things that we can do um, with uh, helping with um, home repairment loans uh, ensuring that they can automatically enroll in a tax uh, break uh, you know if they're a senior at the county level um, and, and also grants for a lot of the people so we can keep people in their home and create that generational wealth. All right. And uh, let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about um, gun violence. Um, that's been a major issue in our community as well, especially when you talk about um, Central and Southeast Seattle. But as people look on the news every night, um, there's shootings that are happening all across the city. Um, we just had another gun-related incident on 23rd and Jackson this week. You know, what are your thoughts and plans to address gun violence here in the area. Yeah, gun violence, it literally has ravaged, um, you know, our community. And I've lost some friends to, to gun violence. A lot of people have been affected by it. 
And a stat that's really wild to me is that if you live in southeast Seattle, you're 12% of the population, so that's your Rainier Beach area, you're 12% of the population, but you're 38% of the gun violence is where that's coming from. And so a lot of it's a lot of our youth, a lot of our middle school and our high school, so we're going to continue to invest uh, in our gun violence prevention programs, but also our after-school and in-school mentorship program, the arts, giving our youth something to do to ensure that they're continuing to stay engaged in, in uh, activities as well. Um, but it's all hands on deck. It's our fire department. It's our uh, EMT. It's our police. It's our social workers. Like, it's not one or the other. It's this holistic approach to ensure it's all the community helpers to ensure that we can continue to remain uh, safe uh, in our community. All right. And, Joy, along those lines, let's talk a little bit more about the youth engagement piece because this is an area where some feel that Seattle has been falling short uh, when it comes to resources and investments um, that really can have an impact on our youth and uh, communities. Can you talk about, um, from a budgetary perspective and the priorities um, that you would have from a, a city perspective, you know, how we can redirect um, or enhance the resources and investments that we're making in some of these programs that are impacting and affecting um, youth and families? Yeah, the way we have invested in our youth in the last 10, 15 years, we have severely under-resourced uh, them. We've also uh, not prioritize them. And we also not prioritize from a perspective of uh, ensuring that we are a city welcoming for young families. And so, you know, we're talking about our community centers. I, I worked at Garfield Community Center, and I made seven twenty-five uh, an hour working, you know, just making sure that the community director, Sherry Watts at the time, uh, you know, I did anything she told me to do, whether it was clean up, pick up the trash, just all these different cool skills that I learned as an adult. And you couldn't tell me anything because I had money in my pocket every single week, and it kept me engaged, connected, taught me life skills and learning. Um, and so from a budgetary perspective, from our city and investments, uh, we're talking about community centers, the so late-night activities, the arts programs. We're talking about uh, funding our libraries. There's a levy that will come down the line that we can all vote for uh, in the city of Seattle. It's the Family Education Preschool Promise Levy. And so ensuring that we have those programs built into that levy, um, you know, will help us be able to keep our, our kids and our youth engaged. I also would like to champion for the city to have a youth job portal. It's really hard for a youth if you're trying to find a job in this city because it's fragmented. you got to go to different places and whatnot. But if it's all in one for any city service, you know, any department, there's 45 city departments, and we have it all in one for youth, and we can elevate that, I think that would be uh, extremely important. And we also connect with a lot of the labor unions to connect our youth to job apprenticeship programs as well for, for summer. So it, it's going to take some time, but I think the investment is much needed for our kids. Right. And let's talk about that a little bit in, in terms of economics, um, because we are in the middle of a COVID recovery process, which includes uh, the downtown corridor and efforts to support small businesses throughout the city. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's about opportunities, it's about jobs, um, and it's about revitalizing our, our economy all across the city. Um, you know, Mayor Bruce Harold um, has his plan in 
in place in terms of the downtown activation program um, that's going on. Um, but, and not to knock what the mayor's doing, because I think he's doing good work with that, because you have to have things going on in the downtown core. But people are also concerned what's going on with the economy as it relates to our small business communities all across the um, city as well. Can you talk about, I threw a lot, quite a bit out there, but can you kind of talk about that in terms of really uh, engaging and, and reactivating uh, our econ- economy here in the city? Yeah, it's huge. Look, uh, small businesses are the backbone of our city. And downtown is the front porch of our city. And when the COVID hit and we had a lot of the big businesses leave our city and they shut down, there were all these small businesses all around Seattle that still held it down. They were um, there were some coffee shops. They changed their business model. They figured things out. And 6,500 businesses in the city of Seattle either permanently closed or they temporarily closed during COVID. And a lot of them are coming back and and recovering. And so when we're talking about investments in downtown, it's not just like the Amazons and the Starbucks and the Microsoft and all the businesses that are downtown. That's the big ecosystem. Like those are important. But we also want to ensure that we are bringing our small businesses into the conversation as well because that's going to ensure that our neighborhoods, our smaller neighborhoods are strong because a lot of those small business owners, those people from the community, they all work in these downtown spaces. And District 3 is really interesting because it really, it borders up into District 7. And so if you go from the waterfront to the convention center, billions of dollars have been invested in that corridor. But then you start creeping up into Capitol Hill, you know, we have to ensure that their investments in our smaller businesses there. And then you go into the central district. And we have to also ensure that our central district businesses, they feel a lot disconnected from City Hall. They feel like they're left out because they don't have, you know, the connections that Capitol Hill business owners do or other ones around the city. So they want to have a seat at the table as too so they can feel as if they have uh, support. They have a connection to our Office of Economic Development. They have support to grants and uh, loans. Uh, they can be able to buy their buildings. So we can, there's a whole bunch of different stimulation things that the, the city can do to ensure that our small businesses are included in the ecosystem and all the investments that we're making downtown, our small businesses need to be included in that. Right. Uh, Joy, let, let's circle back briefly about housing. I know this is a concern um, as it relates to our community in terms of there is this um, quote-unquote affordable housing that's uh, supposed to be p- taking place uh, in Seattle, um, and unfortunately, there are people in our community who feel that the city of Seattle is in the business of building housing structures as opposed to building homes. And a lot of the stuff that they're building um, now are not conducive to um, families or growing families. Um, there's they don't have uh, parking, and you know it just doesn't seem like the Seattle that most of us have grown up to. Um, love and enjoy for many years. Can you kind of talk about your vision for Seattle as it relates to, um, you know, housing and and neighborhoods? I think what's being left out of the conversation these days is we're talking about housing, but we're not talking about neighborhoods and, and neighborhood developments that fit into the landscape and fiber of what Seattle um, was and many people hope that it is and will continue to be. 
Absolutely. You said it. You said it beautifully, Chris. We've been hyper focused on building a city, but we have not been focused on building a home. Every time I talk to people, they said we want Seattle to feel like a home again. We want a home. You know, that's because we think about city planning as okay. We need transportation A to Z and a house. We don't think about the grocery stores, the small businesses, the arts community, uh, designing. Uh, a front porch and a garden and all these different qualities that create community, which go into that. They're interwoven into the community piece. And that has to be go side and side with our city planning piece. And when we're looking at a lot of the housing that has been popped up in our city, one bedrooms, you know, they're one bedrooms. They are studio apartments. And the question comes is who are we building the city for? What are we doing? We talk about we need to build it for a family. And if you're Fame Housing, they've been serving our community since 1969. They're rebuilding Bryant Manor. Those are two three-bedroom units that are going to be in our central district up off of in uh, Gessler um, in Bryant Manor, right, Pratt Park. And then the Urban League, they just bought the new area down in uh, where the old Burger King was and there was an encampment down there, and um, it was Burger King 7-Eleven. Those are going to be three- and four-bedroom units because right across the street, they're building all these one-bedroom units. And so when we talk about when we have to incentivize our developers, especially our affordable housing developers, to build three- and four-bedrooms because from a cost perspective, it doesn't make sense when, um, to, to build a lot of those units. So the city can look at a number of ways in which they can incentivize, whether it's tax breaks and credits, streamlining the uh, streamlining the uh, permitting process to ensure that you know we can turn around things faster as well. Um, there's a whole whole list of things that we can incentivize developers to start building three and four bedroom units, and it's important for this council because we have to vote on the comprehensive plan which is going to dictate our growth for the city and identify areas in which we can put housing and what that looks like. We have to work with the school district to ensure that we're putting a lot of that family housing around school district uh, schools so we can ensure that our uh, Seattle public schools have healthy enrollment, right? It's, it's all about planting seeds to ensure that our future is sustainable because right now we are not building a city for, for families anymore. Right. All right. And, and Joy, uh, Last question for you, um, and this really has to do with um, just a little bit of your background and how you think. I think um, people's life experiences are important when it comes to how um, they view policies and legislation and things of that nature. Can you talk a little bit about some of your life experiences that kind of uh, lend uh, into how you're looking at different things? I know um, that you're a small business owner. I know that you work in uh, food insecurity. Can you kind of talk about that um, to our listening audience? Give them a little um, depth into kind of who you are, where you've been, and how you kind of think and process things. Absolutely. Um, I'm a former basketball player that it took me, traveled all around the country and then uh, overseas in Greece. Um, and then when I came back to the United States, um, I got my master's in education um, and I got my undergrad graduate degree at University of Arizona. So I came back and got my master's in education at University of Washington. And I went into to be a basketball coach, and I wanted to connect 
uh, you know, youth to sports and life skills. And then I also worked at a nonprofit where we did a lot of the education background for kids after school program with uh, young women to give them accessible access to sports and life skills, homework, help, a whole bunch of great opportunities. Um, started a business with my family 2012 in one of the most difficult industries in our state. Um, and then I transitioned into food insecurity space where I work with 400 different organizations all across the state. I got in it during the pandemic, and it was really to ensure that uh, communities, uh, black communities, uh, indigenous communities, uh, Asian community, all these different types of communities had the equitable access to food because at the time, a lot of them did not. Um, and so all these life experiences, 39 years, small business owner, nonprofit leader, um, you know, community connector and like solving problems all the time. And then 39 years in the district, that historical perspective has really put all these different lenses on me to be able to amplify voices and be able to create policy that's going to ensure that every neighborhood, it's customized for every neighborhood, so we're not, um, we're not being able to harm folks, you know, when we're passing stuff. Um, and I think at city council, that's what you need somebody who's going to listen, teamwork, elevate voices, um, and then also ensure that we can be a bridge to connect people to the 45 city departments and 15,000 city employees. All right. Well, Joy, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. I'll give you one opportunity to speak directly to our community this morning before you go for something that uh, you feel is important or we might have left out of the conversation this morning, uh, but didn't want to provide you that opportunity um, before we let you go. No, absolutely. I want to thank the Seattle Medium for your endorsement in our campaign. Number one, it really means the world to me, especially the, um, the, the just the, the connection, the history, all the things that you've been amplifying in our community. It means a lot. And also, it's important that people vote. Local government impacts you so much more on any day-to-day -day operations, essential government services with your life. So we're trying to drive up the vote. You have to get your ballot in by November 7th. Ballots have dropped this week, so you should receive it in your mail. We are absentee ballot state, mail-in. We have one of the highest uh, rates in the country for participation. Let's get it higher, especially in our community. Drive up that vote November 7th. You can learn more about me at joy4seattle.com. Again, that's joy4seattle.com, and I would love to earn your vote to represent you for Seattle City Council District 3. All right, Joy, thanks for joining us today's show. Good luck on the campaign trail, and we'll talk to you soon.